it's time for peer pressure. My guest today is King Fowley of Deceased. We welcome him, and he's got some great stories to tell you. One having to do with Bob Barker and Voivod, of all things. He'll also discuss what he thinks the most important metal record is of all time, and how he really feels about pop music. Thanks to Lita Martinez for editing the podcast and to Liz Berg for handling all the podcast duties. Stay tuned. King Fowley, are you there? Yes, I am here. Oh hello, my goodness. hello, hello. <laughs> King Fowley from Deceased and October 31st. And uh, what else do you have going on? <laughs> Who knows anymore? Well, you can go back to the old days of Doomstone if you want to bring that up. Yeah, right, <laughs> <That's> exactly. <you. laughs> That's supposed to be a secret, though. I guess I shouldn't have brought it up. Oh, really? Why is it a secret? Well, it's not really a secret anymore. When we when we first started that band, we just kind of did it for fun, and we made up these goofy names, cross turner upside down, and all that for fun, and, and, and nobody knew what it was, and then somebody figured it out, and then ever since then, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> now everybody oh. knows what it is. The game's over. Oh, right. And we okay. lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think that. I don't think that you lost at all. Oh my goodness. What era is October thirty first from? Well. We started October 31st in 1995, and that one you, you played No Survivors was like 2000. That was like the last record we did. I think it was 2002, I think we did that record. That's the last thing we've done. Uh, we're hoping to get back and do some new stuff soon. We have a title for a, a, a new album called Bury the Hatchet, but we have to go ahead and write the tunes and get it out. <laughs> we have mm. the artwork, the logo, and the, uh, and the tunes, uh, the, the, the song titles, but no tunes. So. First things first. Boy, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, and let's let's get the listeners up to speed with what's going on with deceased. You got some shows. You've got a new record. Like, yeah, I can't believe how much we got done in this year. Um, we finally got the new record out, Surreal Overdose, which took six years to do. Uh, a lot of things went on in those years. Uh, one of the original guys, Mark Adams, stepped down from playing live anymore and uh, retired. Mm. Mike Smith retired from playing live. He's just studio now. We picked up some new guys to help so we could keep the band going live. Les, our longtime bassist, Les Snyder, moved to Texas, got married. I moved to Philadelphia, got married. Um, we have guys now living in New York City playing in the band. We had a guy playing from Boston. We have two guys living in D.C., Maryland. Me in Philadelphia, Les in Texas, and Mike in Virginia. So it's been crazy, but we got the record done and out. Did it on our own label called Streaks from the Hearse Records with help from a guy named uh, Dan Paddock, Paddock Records, out of uh, Massachusetts, who helped out also. And Hell's Headbangers just released the vinyl uh, last week which is available now, Splatter and Black Wax. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, Dark Descent Records out of Colorado helped us put out a single for the record, Clone, with some B-sides, which has English Dogs and Cro-Mags covers on the B-side. That's out, too. Mm. That's available through Dark Descent Records. Nice. So we're, we're doing a lot of stuff there as far as live shows. Um, last year was the 25th anniversary, so we did about 70, 75 shows last year all across the uh, United States. So this year it's a little bit slower. We could do them this year, this last uh, half of the year. Basically, we call it the 13 Frightened Shows. <laughs> and yeah, and so far we've done. I think we're we're going up on eight and nine this weekend in New Jersey and New York. Well, New York on Friday at the uh, St. Vitus Bar, and Saturday at that Irish pub somewhere in Kearney, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, it's an it's an I I believe it's the Irish American Club. It's on Kearney Avenue. We're looking for the exact address of the Irish. Yeah, pub. come on out for some. <laughs> Four, uh, what is that, uh, clover, four-leaf clover metal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Irish exactly. pub. I don't know what to expect there. Is there a lot of potatoes on the stage? It's uh, y Well, they don't, they don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there'll be tomatoes by the end. <laughs> Let's hope so. But uh, it's it's a good space. It's a it's a mid-sized space. I've seen bands there before, and they do, there's like sort of punk flea markets. And, oh, that's and, great. And, yeah, they do a lot of um, sort of DIY that's shows there. That's what I there. like. That's and the fun uh, stuff. It's not one of those corporate, you know, groggy clubs. No, not at all. And the, yeah, it's and not Jack. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. Oh, goodness, that place. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, and the, the, uh, the liquor is, is reasonable. Oh, well, liquor is reasonable. Yeah. Everybody listening, the liquor yeah. is reasonable. Right. Do you know um, who the openers are for either of those shows? Um, I, I know some of the bands at some of them. Um, I think one Flesh Engine, I think, is playing New Jersey along with, um, uh, I forgot, I think it's Grim Force, which is uh, an old band from Jersey. I believe that's what their name is, Grim Force. Okay. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. And then Friday, I think it's Fans Possessor and a few other bands are playing in New York. I, I really don't know the whole thing. It's it's kind of like a lot of locals and friends mm -hmm. kind of setting up and doing their thing. We're just kind of going out for these shows and doing our own thing, too. It's like not any support or anything for some of these shows. Some old friends play. We just played last weekend in uh, Michigan and Chicago with our buddy Super Christ and a band called Lurking Corpses, which was really cool. Ooh, Lurking Corpses. Yeah, they were good. Just you in check time them for out Halloween. if you have a chance. But uh, other than that, just... 
doing what we do, getting ready to uh, start writing the next record, which we've already worked on. You know, we're, we're, we've already got a working title. <laughs> it's the October 31 thing again. We've got the working title and stuff. Now we're going to write the tunes. Oh, great. Very so cool. So the next record's going to be called Ghostly White, and it's going to kind of go back to the supernatural addiction vibe with a lot of the haunted tales and things like that, because that's, that's what I love to do. That's my favorite stuff to write. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and I was going to sort of ask you about that in terms of, I mean, you, uh, you're you always posting things on Facebook, like your favorite horror movies and all that, and Deceased has had a whole lot of, you know, gruesome lyrics and horror movie, like, um, uh, like snippets in there over the years. Right. I mean, what are some of your favorite movies? And, of course, this is, you know, we're in October now. Yeah, so. it's Halloween month, the greatest, uh, the greatest holiday of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of my all-time favorites, Phantasm, of course, the original Exorcist always stands up to time. Some mm. less lesser known, but still kind of known. Uh, Burnt Offerings with Karen Black is one of my favorites from growing up in the 70s. Um, the Changeling's fantastic. Let's Scare Jessica to Death is a favorite. The original Black Christmas from the 70s is one of my all-time favorites. There's, there's a lot. Mm. There's a, then you get to stuff where I'm talking to you know cult stuff like Till Death and Screams of a Winter Night and things like that that are lesser known, but everybody should try to check those out. I like them all. I, I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, you know, even the bad ones I could sit through once. <laughs> <laughs> I love the horror films. Awesome. And I wanted to um, to ask you, um, are you are you drumming in Deceased? Just on just on the new record on, in the studio, not live, because of the health issues. Uh, quickly on that, just something that ended up being a birth defect, um, something in my heart that they finally found out what it was. In 2002, I had a blood clot in my lung, which came from mm. my leg, which we thought at first was from playing over in Fock, and we came back, and my leg blew up, and I thought maybe it was sports related because I was playing a lot of basketball at the time. Wow. But, yeah, but it, but that ended up, I, I lost 18% of my right lung. I had pulmonary embolism, which is like a lung heart attack. Um, wow. Got on blood thinners for six months. They couldn't find any reason for it. Sometimes they look for cancers, things like that. They couldn't find anything wrong. So he thought it was definitely an airplane too long sitting mm. on, a, on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Took me off of uh, blood thinners. 2004, woke up one morning, had a stroke. My wow. whole left side was affected. Uh, it was, it was a lot of uh, physical therapy to come back and stuff. And they still couldn't find out anything wrong. But the doctor, the same doctor as 2002, actually told me that we should just keep you on blood thinners the rest of your life and ever since then i've been fine mm. and we start we do tests now and then and last year they took a test and they, they do believe it's something it's like it's something in one of my valves it just kind of makes your blood kind of pull there in your heart and kind of throws clots sometimes wow so that's what kind of that was but the damage to my left side being left-handed and everything it kind of affected me i was kind of it, it's kind of weird because i was actually stopped playing for a while drums before the, any of this health stuff happened because i was starting to sing for october 31 live mm-hmm. and i was loving it i was like why haven't i always been out front Right. <laughs> yeah, so it was weird because both bands, the first time I ever played live for October 31 singing was at Vakken in 2000. And the first time I ever played for Deceased live singing without playing drums was 2001 at Vakken. So it, it, it was odd. Oh, how it was, funny, yeah. Yeah, it was very odd. So I loved it. And and I, the last album we had a guy named Dave Castillo. We call him Scarface. He played drums on the As the Weird Travel On record from 2005. And he did a great job. And I figured this time, well, if I'm going to go ahead and play the stuff instead of teaching our live drummer now, Eric Mays, I said, why don't I just go ahead and record the stuff, and then he can learn it properly from listening to the record instead of me having to like show him what I'm doing as we go and things like that. Right. So we did it, and I enjoyed it, but I, I, I definitely enjoy live just singing now. It's, it's, I wish I did it from day one. I really do. You know, and it's just so funny because anybody who knows you or knows of you knows the kind of personality that, that you are. And it's like, you know, I mean, I, I don't miss you if you're at a show. You know, it's like, right. oh, oh, King's here. Oh, like, it's, you know, you're such a natural as a front man. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know? I, it's, just, you know, it's all about fun and being in people's faces a lot better than getting my, you know, my butt stuck to a seat, you know, on the drums. <laughs> I always used to say, I wish I could move around. I'm having an anxiety back here stuck here with this drum set, you know. <laughs> well, and, that, and, and that's, that's literal butt stuck. There, exactly. Kind of for, for years. So, but it was fun. My back uh, thanks me for stop playing drums live. That was mm-hmm. a torture on my back, but wow. I, I feel fantastic and I'm so happy. The band's rolling in our 26th year now, and so happy with the response of the new record, Surreal Overdose, and just that we've been able to you know, keep going through all the ups and downs that we've gone through. We've gone through a lot in the last six years, and that's why we want to get to the next record and get on it, because we, it's not so much to get something out there, because now there's no rush anymore. We're not on relapse. We're not on anybody's rushing us at a different pace than what we are at. We can do it ourselves, but I, I miss it. The newest song on Surreal Overdose is 2009, and here we are, almost to 2012. Oh, so wow, no kidding. Wow. Two years and nothing new, so, mm-hmm. you know, and we always like to write longer songs. That's part of our thing, so, you know, we're going to come up with 50, 55 minutes of new music for another record. It's going to take about a year to do it, so we're looking at all of next year writing it and in, in 2013 getting it out, which should be perfect. Mm. Oh, yeah, well, that's a that, that's a year. That's a number that we're all looking forward yes, to. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, I do have uh, our listener uh tom uh commented on the the uh the show on saturday at the irish uh 
Club in, in Kearney is 95 Kearney Avenue in Kearney, New Jersey. There it is. Well, thank you, Tom. And, uh, and on Friday, Deceased is playing with Possessor and some other bands at the St. Vitus Bar, which is 1120 Manhattan Avenue in Brooklyn. Um, so we're going to go into some music because um, as, as much as we could chat all day <laughs> yeah. just about, you know, stuff, I know that you have a, a, you know, a window of time. And uh, I want to introduce the first song, which is off of Surreal Overdose. Absolutely. Kindred Assembly, it's a song about Alzheimer's disease. It's a, it's a horrible thing, and it's a, it's a creepy tune. It's a real creepy tune. Kindred Assembly. All righty. So we're going to go to that. And my guest for today is King Fowley of Deceased. We'll come back to him in a little bit. Here's some Deceased. <laughs> Yeah. 
And we are WFMU. My guest today is King Fowley. Hello again. Hello. And so let's talk about that Rock Goddess song. My favorite all-female band ever. Mm-hmm. I love them. Those first, especially those first two records, that off the first one, and then that Hell Hath No Fury, which I always thought that band was going to break. They were so good. Jody Turner's voice was so just mesmerizing. You know, they were so young. I have pictures of them looking at when the drummer was nine and stuff. It was so cool. <laughs> I miss them. They they actually tried to come back like a year ago and play with like the Headbangers Open Air or something, but it, it fell out again. I, oh. I found Jody Turner on MySpace and talked to her once or twice, but I don't know. I guess she just, just gave up on it. Mm. So we talked about Benny Hill, and that was the end of that. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, great British three-piece. I, I, I love them. Oh, Classic yeah. Heartache, what a song. Oh, absolutely. And we love that heartbeat at the end. Yeah, the yeah, it's cool. Thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, what what year is that from? Um, that one, I believe, well, that's, that album was 82, late 81. I think they recorded it, 82. And then in 83, 84 was uh, the second one. It was right around there. I'm not too sure. Cause I'm not sure. You know, I know the first one never came out in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Only the second one did on A&M Records, which was Y&T's label. What a tour that must have been. Hell Hath No Fury and Mean Streak, Y&T. <laughs> so that was 83-ish for that one. So I'd say 82, early 82, if I'm, if I'm right. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Okay. That's bad of me, because Rock Goddess is my favorite female band. And, uh, That's okay. I just ruined my day. Fantastic. Everybody search those out. There's actually a third album, too, called Young and Free, which uh, Paul uh, Sampson uh, produced for them. And it only came out in France back in the mid-80s, uh, and then they disbanded. And they came, actually came back for a while and tried to do thrash, if I remember right. They tried to do thrash, and it was just Jody Turner with new people. And mm. I heard it was like the most god-awful crap. Oh, <laughs> Megadass meets Sepulchre or something like that. And now uh, that's just, they were they were lost, and it's probably best if they'd gone. Oh, ouch. Well, yeah. Now, now, I just, yeah, now I really run my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think so. You turned a lot of people onto rock gods. Yeah, the old are, stuff. You know. Get the old stuff, fellas, yeah. ladies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, uh, and so you were talking about kind of like old shows. What's like off the top of your head one of the most memorable live shows that you've ever been to? From any band, I would say one of the ones that really blew my face off was back at the Capitol Center in Maryland where the classic heavy metal parking lot was filmed. Uh, mm. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Number of the Beast, Screamer for Vengeance. What a show that was, 1982. I mean, I remember Axe, the band Axe was supposed to open, and they didn't even show up, and I don't think they probably should have because those two bands, it was like the <laughs> two headliners back-to-back, really. I mean, Iron Maiden was probably received better than any opening act I've ever seen in the history of the world. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. That show for an arena show is a classic. As for a club show, I'd probably say Voivod's first show ever in New York at the Ritz where mm. they opened for Cro-Mags and uh, Venom. Right. It was two nights. The first night was Carnivore and Overkill and Venom, and the second night was Voivod opening then Cro-Mags, and then uh, Venom. That was our first out-of-state show, me and my guys growing up, we ever got up to, uh, uh, really out of the area. I mean, besides, like, Maryland and stuff, we drove up. We stayed the weekend. We had no money. Mm. And we made it rock, and we had a great time hanging out with Voivod, who I'd been pen pals with and, you know, talked on the phone before they ever came down, and we hung out and had a blast, and we hung out with them and Whiplash and Blessed Death and, oh, yeah. you know, all that. The only oh, thing bad about that weekend was that Venom was such a letdown both nights. Mm. I'll never forget Mantis in a karate suit. Kind of freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little odd. A little odd. It's like, wait, I thought you were a drug dealer. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He changed it up, turned into June Ree. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, and you know, when I saw you at Maryland Death Fest this year, where I thought that Voivod was the best band. Absolutely. The yeah. only reason I was really there, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, and they're a band, you know, and I know that uh, my listeners know that I play Voivod every week. Ever since Piggy passed away, I played, you know, that's just one of those things. They're one of the most important, and, and but it's kind of like they're they're beginning to get their, what they're due. Yeah, they've people always are, kind of been, a, a, you know, like the silent killer. They've always kind of stood in the side, and some people really know what's up. Some people just, you know, they, that's always been the thing with Voivod, at least me. You know how much I love them, too. They're my favorite underground band ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are like, oh, I can't stand the vocals, or it's too weird, or the chords are funny, or they just write awkward stuff, or it's, oh, I get it all. These guys are so unique, and then people understand that they're not trying to be like everything on the on the you know the cookie cutter. Right. They do their own thing, and they did so many things, and it all worked. And to me, their natural progression just worked. They were so violent early on, and they became like almost weird rock for a while, mm-hmm. got it heavier. Now they're kind of like somewhere in between, you know. It, it's like, you know, being a musician myself, I understand that as you get older. You, you work things in. When you can play stuff better, you start to want to do a little more. Right. You know, but you try to keep your edge, which is something we try to do for sure. And Voivod always had their edge. I mean, you take you, I could put Angel Rat right next to Warren Payne and love them both equal. Oh, yeah, me too. And and, and that's really, um, 
that is something that a lot of people have trouble with, which which I personally never had. I mean, Outer Limits is one of my favorite records of all time. Oh, yeah. Just like this, it's it's a great rock record, and I put it up there with like the Damned Strawberries because that's a rock record too, and people hate that because it's not a punk record. But right, it's just you know it's just one of those things. And now um, Voivod, of course, has um, Dan Mongrain on on uh, yeah, guitar. What a fit in! <laughs> he, I never he thought anybody is. could do it, and he's done such a great job. Oh, what a God. cool guy too. I mean, he's I I told him I wrestle him to the death for a. Uh, number one Voivod fan was I told him I was and he was like no I'm number two he's number one uh, I'll, have I said, I'll make me break you your hand before the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah you <laughs> can't do that does a great job you know it's awesome and, and Snake so wearing the Deceit shirt every day for a year he's been wearing that Deceit shirt I gave it to him two years ago he was wearing it in Maryland but you guys are like brothers in some other it's weird universe. like I'm the big guy he's the little one you know yeah yeah, yeah sort of yeah yeah but that's uh, yeah and it's just it's just so great to see Voivod being recognized I mean it's you know and and they really kind of they didn't know what to do. I, I had the opportunity to interview away a couple of years ago and really super, super in-depth. And, and, you know, they're just, he was just saying, they're like, well, what, you know, this is all the Piggy's music. Like, what are we going to do? Just stop. Right. Like, it's 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 kind of homage, and now it looks like that they're going to be writing. Yeah, that new song yeah. they played there was fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I can't, you know, I can't wait for it because, to me, as we were talking off the air, that, you know, music is so stale, a lot of it anymore. It's just so, like, lost, you know, and to, to right. bands I love, I just, you know, I'm, I'm still clamoring for that stuff being a kid, you know. I get that old feeling, like, I couldn't wait back then for the new Merciful Fate record, you know, when Don't Break the Oath came out, I was so into <laughs> Melissa. I'm like, oh, my God, a new one. Yeah. And, like, somewhere all those bands, it's kind of like it just became, like, throwaway, a lot of stuff throwaway. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of lost that. Before Levi, to me, it's always been, like, you know, just an adventure. It's like, oh, here's the new one, here's the record, here's the lyrics, let me sit down, get out of my way, don't talk to me for an hour, or whatever it is. <laughs> right, and I'm right. gone in that world, and that's 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 what I cherish about music in general. Yeah, and and when you talk about pressure with labels, I mean, you've been on, you've dealt with many labels over your yeah. um your career. Yes. So have you? Uh, I, I'm guessing that you're saying that from experience in terms of people sort of pushing for a record or. Um, yeah, they just you know it becomes like your 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 vision becomes their vision too, and there's too many I gotta say there's too many eyes in the head instead of too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too many <laughs> eyes in the head. Everybody's looking different ways, and that's one of the reasons. Beck, speaking of you know our old label relapse, one of the reasons we parted with them. It just became like it it wasn't fun anymore. It really wasn't fun because it was like it wasn't necessarily deadlines and things like that. It was just more like. Like it wasn't what we wanted to do. They were trying to take us places we didn't want to go mm-hmm. at all. And they were like, "Oh, this will better you. This will do this. And in the long run, you'll thank us and all this." And we were like, "No, we did. It just wasn't us." And we were like, "You know, we didn't start this band for anybody but us. Right. So it's got to stop there." We know they put money up and things to record, and we have to kind of listen. Oh, but sure. you know, one of the reasons we went with quote unquote an underground label was because the underground labels are supposed to shut up and let you do your thing. Right. And when it wasn't our thing anymore, and it was becoming our thing with their thing, then it wasn't it wasn't fun anymore. So we had to uh, we had to rip the eyes out of the head. <laughs> It's time for and, that. Yeah, it's, we, yeah it's, it's just how it is. But I, we're so happy to be doing it on our own again because now it's just our own pace, what we want, how we want it, the artwork, the stickers on it, the the thanks list, the you know screw you list, whatever we want to put in there. It's all not, nobody complains about it now. Right, and you know that's one of those things. I mean, to to give you guys props for doing what you want to do. You know, because there's, I also do see over and over and over again bands who kind of like, well, the label won't let us do that, or oh, we can't do this without a label, and you know, you guys just sort of just. Yeah. You, you know me long enough. I I yeah. don't care what year it is or what's in what's out. I'm not trying to be hip parade or calendar boy and deceases and trying to be you know MTV band of the month or you know hang out with. Uh, Whoever, you know, we're not trying to be Metallica's left-hand man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. We're just doing our own thing. We could care less. I mean, we love everybody that supported us, and we, we love friendship and meeting people and seeing people on the road and things like that. We're all about that, and we're totally anti-egos and rock stars and all that. I know I am, and I'm the loudest mouth in the room, so yeah. I get all the slack for, you know, saying something about something. But I when, I when I speak of something, it's because I've seen something and had to deal with something, and that's just how it is. It's not, it's, it's not you know, crap talking. It's, it's straight-up honesty and just being smart enough and, man enough to say hey you know that's not right or that you know this is what we're doing well that is it and you are like the the honest the the too honest honest, sometimes the (laughs) honest metalhead in in the room (laughs) yeah you know so uh, so speaking of honest metal the uh the next track that you have um on your playlist is by Riot. Oh, it honestly kicks you know what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sandy Slavin on drums, one of my favorite vocalists ever, Rhett Forster. Oh, Restless yeah. Breed album, what a fantastic record. Oh, I love that record so much. Quick story on that. Uh, DC 101, down in the uh, Virginia, DC area, used to have a show called Midnight Metal. They used to play all these 
cool albums. And I was a kid, and they were all these bands were new to me. Whether it be Y&T, Black Tiger, or Sound Barrier, Total Control, or Heaven, uh, self-titled, all these weird records, including stuff like Tank, Baron Rojo, Anvil, Twisted Sister, mm. Motley Crue, before wow. anybody. This is back to the Too Fast for Love original leather mix. That's how old this show was. Wow. Well, one one night they said, here's Riot. And I'd heard of Riot, and I'd seen ads in Circus Magazine and Cream Magazine, you know, and I was trying to get everything, but I had like $8 a week, you know, to eat and buy metal with, or rock it was then. Yeah. They played this album, Restless Breed, and I heard it. It just blew me away. And I'd tape these records, and I'd try to save up to buy these records. And... I never turned back, and that album is just so classic to me. Uh, October 31 plays Hard Loving Man from that album live, but Lone Shark is the track. Sandy Slavin kicks in with that those drums, and one of my favorites. Absolutely a must-own, and uh, rest in peace, Rhett Forrester. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, so that's what we're going to get to next. My guest is King Fowley of Deceased. Deceased is playing on uh, Friday at St. Vitus Bar in Brooklyn, and... Saturday at the Irish Hall at the I- the Irish American Club. That's what it's <laughs> called. It's what, yeah, just uh. <laughs> four leaf clover metal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Some some lucky metal for you. Yeah. You go. Come on out, mate. <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, in 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 Carney on uh, on Saturday. So um, we're going to listen to some riot, and we'll be back. King will be back in a little bit, and please stay tuned. So some plasmatics there, King. What's uh, what's what is the meaning of that? <laughs> the plasmatic song? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna, we can go there. But uh, so so uh, it's Wendy o. Williams, the fantastic Wendy o. Williams. Another rest in peace. Mm, Seems yeah. like all this stuff is. We had riot with Red Forster, and then we had the Ramones, which are pretty much all gone. The it's whole front about, line. Yeah. Which they're fantastic. I dedicate that one to Chris Crump, the bass player on Deceased right now, helping out for us. Mm. And the Plasmatics dedicate to my son because he loves him so much. That <laughs> 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 oh, it's great. That's their best album, Coup d'etat. That's the one. The Capitol Records, they, they went out with Kiss on that tour and Motley Crue and they they did it and then they got dropped. The next thing you know, they surfaced a couple years later on that uh, small, was it GNR label or whatever it was? GWR, I think it was. And she did that uh, Maggots, the record, when they were just kind of trying to get the Plasmatics going. Oh, right, yeah. But I mean, that Coup d'etat, the production, Dieter Dirks, Scorpion's master, you know, such great sound on that. Mm-hmm. You know, fantastic track, fantastic record, fantastic band. One of my first uh, over the top bands when I was like 11, 1979. Got the Butcher Baby 12 inch EP and nice. blew me away. And I was just, loved that band. Yeah, they actually they shot that around here. I've got some friends that are in oh, the yeah? video. Oh yeah, good old yeah. The video. Butcher Baby. Then they they blew up the pier. Was that nineteen eighty? <laughs> they blew that up eighty eighty one. I think it was. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. And you said that Wendy O. Uh, her vocals sort of inspired you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Her screams. Her and uh, Stacy Sheepdog from Razor were my two influences for just you know <laughs> going nuts. Like the Blueprints for Madness stuff or Thirteen Frightened Souls. That that scratchy just nuts scream mm-hmm. always important to me the best she's the best you can that's the song to uh, hear her screams and i think that's all she does the whole song yeah and, and it really is like you said like the nuts it's, it's the complete insane scream there's scream there's no uh yeah and it's just so powerful i mean you could just just feel how powerful that is when it's on there and it's so funny cause it's on capitol records you know yeah. little capitol records and there it is and no wonder they were dropped and you know instantly 
<laughs> Great band. And then, uh, and you chose uh, I want. I just want to have something to do by the Ramones. Oh, I love them. The Ramones are one of my top five bands ever. Look at the songs. You know, they took what little talent they had and made some of the greatest songs ever that'll last forever. Uh, that, that band. I mean, I remember being a kid in, in uh, junior high school, and a friend of mine, I was all into Black Sabbath, and I wear my Mob Rules baseball jersey to school, and he'd be like, you got to get into the Ramones, man. I'm like, I know a little bit about them. And then one day I was somewhere in some convenience store, and I walked outside, and I found this little box of tapes, and it had, like, Motorhead, No Sleep Till Hammersmith, and it had the Ramones, It's Alive in it, and uh, Road to Ruin in it. And I took the tapes. It was just sitting there, and I took them home, and I started playing them, and I was like, oh, this Ramones is great, and I started buying all I could, you know, again, you know, the minimal amounts of money, but... I just remember records being so cheap, and it seemed like the bands I wanted to hear back then were in the in the cheapy piles. I remember End of the Century was sitting in there for like four bucks, three bucks. Oh right. All those you know classic records, you know, Rocket to Russia and stuff were like three ninety nine. So I'd get all these records, go home and get addicted. I'd never turn back on their moans. Probably the greatest live album ever. It's alive. Mm. You know, it's a shame they went away. Joey Ramone, what a classic guy that guy was. Oh yeah. All of them. Yeah. Can't you know? Marky Ramone's still doing his thing, I think. He is, yeah. He, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing it. He is. He, uh, you know, I don't know what he's doing right now, but I know I saw something recently that he was playing, and and I saw him last summer at the Tower of London. Tower of London. Yeah, like I was, you know, I was in London, and I and I actually didn't go into the tower. I went there. I was like, ah, it's like twenty bucks to get in, <laughs> whatever. Wow. So I sort of hung out, and then I saw him. I was like, Marky Ramone is in line. <laughs> <laughs> Like, That's funny. I think he's going to be at the Chiller coming up too. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Chiller is Halloween Jersey, whatever weekend. That, whatever yeah, that it's is. in Parsippany, New Jersey. That's it. Parsippany. Yeah, he's going to be there this time. There's a lot of crazy, kooky stuff. There. Yeah, I love those. I see you walking around those. You know, we go there. You I know. know yeah, that is yeah. one of the places where I see you. It's like I see you at at, uh, at metal shows, and I see you at. Yeah, oh. I'm always at the horror thing. But it's, it's the thing about the horror things now, it's turned into like fun TV for me. Like the one coming up, I'll be at that one. Obviously, they got the cast of What's Happening is going to be there. Oh my God, do they really? Yeah, they got DD. They oh. got Ron. Of course, reruns passed away. They got Dwayne's going to be there, and they got the, pretty much the whole cast of Last American Virgin movie there too. So oh, hilarious! I'm just blown away. I go there and just you know it's it's funny. Like, we well, say, in, like in, look, uh, there's Tony Curtis. In, look, there's Anne Margaret. Right? Yeah. It's Tony so bizarre. Curtis, You're yeah. like, and right next to me, like, look, it's, you know, it's Tom Savini. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Well, it's fun. This time, Martin Landau is going to be there. Absolutely. And Joe Frazier is going to be there. Yes, yeah, Smoking Joe's <laughs> will come out. He's from Philly. That's where I'm at now. Maybe I can fight him. I know. That's yeah. That's you know. You could. You probably get some some kind of uh, kickback for that. And then Elvira is going to be there. Elvira. Oh, you're right. Marky Ramone is going to be there. I think he's only going to be there on Sunday. Okay. I definitely but, saw uh, him on there. But you see the West Happening <laughs> crews on there and all that's fun. Oh my God, hilarious! I'm just looking at this now for the first time. Carolyn Monroe. Oh my God, the guys from My Three Sons are back. Well, there you go. Stanley and Barry Livingston and Richard Keel <laughs> is going to be there. God, I love him. Oh, yeah, that's he's a, he's a creepy. Wow. Like the Moonraker. Wow. Oh, yeah. And then we've got the oh the Willy Wonka people. Oh. It's fun. I mean, it's, it's weird. Like now, it's not really horror anymore. There's some. I mean, I know they have like the Italian zombie splatter guys are going to be there this time. Right. Like but it's 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 weird how it's changed. Which I don't mind. It's just fun. I you know I love all kinds of entertainment and stuff. And when I got to go there and meet like Larry from Three's Company, my favorite show of all time, and Joyce DeWitt showed up out of the blue, and I went nuts. <laughs> got pictures with her. I was just going nuts, you know. And Priscilla Barnes and hanging out drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's good time. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, what yeah, what not? That's that's so funny. Yeah. So um. Oh, good. Well, a little. Uh, yeah. So, so Marky yeah, Ramone. You there too? Then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and we'll see Marky Ramone there as as well. There he is. Hey, so so just like off the cuff, most important record to you in heavy metal history. For me personally, or just for the genre? I don't know either. Or if you really think there's a big difference. I don't know. I mean, for you know, there's there was so many records. I mean, you got to go back to Black Sabbath, who pretty much for me, no matter you know, it's it's cliche, but they started it all. I mean, for me, being that it's a little later in the game, another quick story. When I was a kid, I was like very much into Kiss. Love Kiss. I see him because I see Gene Simmons splattered face all over blood and stores on 16 magazine or circus or whatever mm-hmm. and i got got into it and of course the visuals caught me because i'm a kid and then i got the records and i loved it because the songs were catchy and i was they became my idols and you know my heroes and all that and still are for that mach one era now, a friend of mine said you gotta get in some of these other bands so of course we started getting into van halen and stuff at that time ted nugent aerosmith all that quote-unquote radio metal of the time you know you had everything from heartbreaker pat benatar which had a heavy guitar line or barracuda heart mm-hmm. you know it was, it was radio metal what i called it but when it really got heavy for me is when I started hearing stuff like Heaven and Hell on the radio and stuff. And I didn't. And it, I was so young, I didn't realize. I'm like, wait, that's not the guy that was in Black Sabbath that sang Paranoid. That's somebody different. I'm looking on the back and like, where's Ozzy? And it's like, Ronnie James Dio. Who's that? And I thought it was. And I used to think it was like a French guy because it sounded like in you know, a three, <laughs> three, you know, three letter name. Right. So for me, probably the album that really did it for me was Mob Rules. 
Black Sabbath Mob Rules, and that's because that's I was 13. It was 1981. We were supposed to get tickets to go see ACDC. They were sold out, or at least the good seats were. A friend of mine got us Black Sabbath tickets, and we went and saw Black Sabbath with Alvin Lee open and Mick Taylor from the Stones. Mm. And Black Sabbath just blew my face off. And when that cross came out and like that big heated lamp and then fire and stuff, I was like, right then, I always tell my uh, anybody that will listen that that's when I sold my soul to you know heavy metal. In there, so for me, I would say Black Sabbath mob rules for the genre. It goes back to the earlier Sabbath or, or like your priest things mm-hmm. like that, or your Deep Purples and all that. You know, different things. It's not kill them all. I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kind of a a, a, a great record, but not the. Um not being responsible for certain things. Well, how do you feel when people sort of tell you that that you're responsible for getting them into metal and you know you're a you're pretty you're a stalwart in the community? It's weird. It's it's weird. I mean, I know like I'm still just you know like I was telling you, I'm just goofy over stuff like the new voice line. When it comes out, I'll be sitting there like a goofy kid, like you know, shaking because I'm so happy and excited. Uh, it's odd. People say, "Oh man, Fiddles and the Machines got me through this." And there was a guy back when MySpace was popular, and we were talking. Uh, and he was telling me how he was in jail and all this stuff, and how Blueprints pulled him through his bad times and turned his life around and all this. And, and it, you know, it's kind of an odd, cliche kind of story for sometimes. But when I read this guy's stuff, it really got to me. You know, it just was like, wow, you know, I'm turning somebody for the better. And, it's, and of course, it's deep down it's intentional, but it's really not intentional. I'm just kind of doing my thing. And then, like, it's, it's another thing that's weird about it is when they just start catching on to what you think about things. Like, some people sometimes used to say, oh, King, he's just loud mouth about stuff. But then a couple years later, you know, like, that guy was right about mm-hmm. this. And I, now I see what he was talking about, which is cool because then they take the time to respect what you're trying to say. Sometimes I just throw it out there and instead of, like, you know, building up to something, I'll just go nuts. Mm-hmm. And some of these people kind of get my ideals of life. They don't got to agree all the time, and that's it. I always say, I have a saying to each their own, you know. You know, like you were just saying, Kill 'em All is important. Never been a Metallica fan, but to each their own. You right. love what you love. I love what I love, and things like that. And when people say stuff like, oh, Fearless is so important, or I love Supernatural Addiction, or I got your demo, Nuclear Exorcist, at a party, and then you wrote me back, and you're the only band that still writes me. And, you know, there's a guy that writes me, a guy named Nat, uh, sends me, you know, pen pal letters through the mail still. He likes to do the mail thing. He's not big on the email and stuff. And he'll mm-hmm. say, oh, here, you know, and sends me letters and stuff, and we talk. And he's like, yeah, you're one of the few guys we can even talk to on Facebook and stuff. And I'm not saying I'm anybody important because to me I'm just another, you know, rocker having fun. But at the end of the day, it's like if you do what you do and people respect you for it, then it's cool. So I'm really touched and, you know, happy that people enjoy what we did. And when they got them to do something music-wise, then, you know, thumbs up to them. Yeah, As you, the fans would say, hey. Hey. Well, and you never know. You never know what's going to make a difference for somebody. And no, you're, it's you're just great. doing your thing, but it's not with the intention to – you know. Yeah, it, yeah, doing our thing and then to, to do it, it's just neat. You meet people and you're like, wow. And you kind of, you know, I'm I'm kind of guy. I get attached to a lot of friends and stuff, and I like to like keep up on everybody. People are like, oh, you remember me and this and that, and I do. Like I have guys on to catch me up on Facebook now. They're like, you know, uh, perfect example. This guy named Jason Flowers. Like you're not gonna remember me. And I was like, oh, Jason Flowers, Death Rip Magazine, 20 years ago we used to write. I'm like, yeah, of course, Death Rip Magazine, blah blah blah. And he's like, you remember me? Holy moly, <laughs> you know. So it, it's things like that, and I got to because that's important in my life. You know, that's things that matter to me and always will matter to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just yeah. And you strike a chord with somebody, and and I think it just has to do with your your honesty and your your willingness to kind of get out there. Got to, got to keep more. rolling. 43. Don't let the bald spot fool you. <laughs> Still rolling. Feeling good. Got at least 25 more years. Let's go. Let's roll. Everybody listening. Roll, roll, roll. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Um, so my guest is King Fowley from Deceased. And the next track we're going to hear is? Uh, uh, what is the next track we're going to hear? <laughs> uh, clone. Oh. We're going to hear Clone from the new Deceased. Day of the Robot. It is the track that is the follow-up to the long, uh, 18-year-ago Robotic Village from 13 Frightened Souls EP. Um. And it's been probably the most well-received song on the record. Uh, One thing I want to say real quick is we've been playing live. We've only been playing Kindred Assembly live right now because of the differential and everybody where everybody is travel-wise. We haven't been able to practice a lot, so we've kind of got a set set right mm-hmm. now. But we're working cloned into the set. People keep asking for it. We were in Chicago. We were like, you know, you're a son of a gun for not playing this and that. And then we want to, and we all want to. It's just getting together and doing it. Well, yeah. And we're getting older, but, yeah, that's the song that's been most well-received. I really like the song a lot. It's It deals with uh, weirdos and factories and people trying to change the world and uh, – I don't know who made us, but whoever did is probably really pissed off about these people trying to twist us around into something new and uh, adventurous in mm-hmm. an odd way. Mm-hmm. So it's an odd song, this one. It's odd. It's Clone Day of the Robot. All right. So we're going to listen to that. We are WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Stay tuned. Oh, 
And we're back. That was uh, some No Doubt King. It sure was, wasn't it? Explain Everybody for a loop right there. <laughs> Anybody that knows me knows how much I love No Doubt. One of my favorite bands, that energy, energy, energy. Me at the shows with all the 15-year-old girls bouncing around like a fool. Seen them like 25 times. Have you really? Yes, I have. And they're the, wow. one of the best live bands in the world. Wow. Uh, I wish that I'd, I wish more bands had the energy they do and the songs. And they're all over the place. One minute they're rocking, then they're reggae, and then they're <laughs> jumping around like fools. Well, I, I love them. Yeah, and you and you have that uh, that that kind of energy. Yeah, I'm gonna get me a shirt, a king shirt, like the Gwen, old Gwen shirt. And I'll get the little uh, Indian thing on my, between my eyes for the next tour. <laughs> and happy birthday to Gwen! It was her birthday a couple of days ago. So oh, 42. Who knew? <laughs> oh. Yeah, big fan. Love my love my pop and all that stuff. I grew up on Pat Benatar, Blondie, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love Missing Persons, all that stuff. And that was a band that really, to me, kind of kept the Blondie thing alive for a long time. And you know, some people are like, oh, no doubt, and you play this. It's funny because you'll play Clone, and then you hear that, and they're like, oh, you know, you're playing all these weird songs. That's like when I did the uh, radio show with uh, Ian Christie. Okay. And we were talking, and he was like, yeah, you're playing all this. And we were like, oh, let's listen to all this melodic stuff. I'm like, my favorite stuff is British hard rock, like Michael Shanker group, and, mm. you know, stuff like uh, that style. Even though I know he's not British, but that kind of style of uh, just like, I'm a big fan of like the Tony Martin era Sabbath, too. Like, I love melody. Things oh, like that. Right. My favorite album of all time is Uriah Heap Abominable. So I'll show you. That's like almost like Foreigner meets early Ozzy meets Sticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's just what it is. But, I, of course, I love my speed metal and my uh, thrash and death, too. Love my left-hand path. Love my early Unleashed. <laughs> love my whiplash, power, and pain. Yeah. Which I know uh, it sounds like we might be getting to some of that soon. I think so. <laughs> I think so. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, the, and, and somebody just asked, is this the first time that No Doubt has been played on my show? And, yes, it's very... <laughs> Very, it might be the last people like, don't play no doubt, king, you're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but, and then, because I was like, well, when I got your playlist, I, you know, and just so the listeners know, when, when we, when I do the, these specials, it's like the, the playlist is forwarded to me, so I just kind of make sure that I have all the music, because I'm doing the controlling here, and we're on the phone, um, and I'm like, wow, I don't really even listen to No Doubt, and I'm like, well, this is up-tempo, and it's pretty, like, driving, I mean, it's... <laughs> faster yeah. than a lot of stuff out these days right yeah exactly i'm <laughs> like definitely a, driving yeah you know and uh so for for the energy i was you know kind of like all right well that's, yeah, you went with it well thank you no no and <laughs> I, I guess i, I don't, I don't want to edit you at all oh there you go you know and that that's the uh that's that's the whole thing i mean it's about what really makes makes you appreciate music and your your playlist is really varied and <laughs> you know and and you're well and and like deceased kind of you know, has been sort of varied in its history, in its sound, let's say. Right, yeah, where it's like almost like we're too subdued for the, the blah, guys, and then we're too blah, for the subdued guys. So it's like <laughs> we're kind of in the middle somewhere and we're lost. But I like hanging in the middle of the ladder. I don't want to be at the top of the ladder. I don't want to be at the bottom of the ladder. Just somewhere in the middle. Just sit there and relax, and you can see everything from the middle. You can see the bottom, and you can see the top. You yeah. just kind of stay there and enjoy yourself. And you can do your thing. And you can do your and thing. And nobody gets really upset if you're not... You know, yeah, I remember when we did thing. Supernatural Addiction, and I had a couple people who said, oh, man, you guys are getting into Inflames and all this stuff. I'm like, Inflames? Like, what are you talking about? I was like, the stuff here is like, we, it's a melody. We, I mean, we were in the Iron Maiden. That's what Inflames got their stuff. Like, come on, give me a break. Right. I mean, you go back to our first demo, 86, got a song called March to Cadavers. I mean, come on, it couldn't be any more straight traditional heavy metal on there. Right. And you had our thrash stuff. We had a song called Sick Thrash. And then we had our blah, Eaten by Disease. You know, we like all different stuff. I like everything from the Carpenters to uh, Death Strike. Right. <laughs> you know, I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm a big radio fan growing up, all that stuff growing up. I mean, I sit in the car when I got my Sirius, came with my car, and I'm always in there like, oh, look at this, they're playing cool stuff. They're playing bands like 707 or, you know, something off the wall like Firefall or something like that. <laughs> and I love it. You know, yeah. I love that. And then I'll turn, oh, look, here he goes. Especially it's playing all, of, you know, playing all old Brazilian thrash. Here's Mutilator, Immortal Force, Killer. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people like a lot of music. Some people are afraid to admit what they like, and then sometimes you catch them. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I had, a, I had a friend one time said, "Oh, you got a BG CD." I'm like, "Yeah, I love the BGs." He's like, "Oh yeah." Next thing I know, he's playing the BGs, and I walk in. What are you playing the BGs for? Oh, you caught me, didn't you? Come on, man. You like the BGs? You like the BGs? Right, right, exactly. Don't be afraid. We can all go to the nights on Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like what you like. Uh, Don't hide it. And uh, and and so, deceased's newest record is Surreal Overdose. Yes. And uh, how can people get this record? Um, well, we have our website up to tombstones.net. Mm-hmm. We also, um, you can email me, kingdoomstone, D-O-O-M-S-T-O-N-E, at yahoo.com. Get it from me there, Facebook, King Fally, um, any other way you can think of it. It's at the stores. I saw it in FYE, but they're charging thirteen ninety nine, which is too much for me. 
Mm. Um, Amazon, I'm sure, has it for probably four dollars and eight cents right now. <laughs> right, one of so those. So it, yeah. it's you know in the places I know I would tell you guys other things, but all the record stores are gone sadly and taken over by horrible, horrible stores nowadays. That's but true. It's out there. If anybody needs it, King Doomstone at Yahoo.com probably the easiest way to find out, and that's uh, my email. Anybody's welcome to email anytime. And um and on the back of the record there's a there's a regular barcode and then there's like a like a like a smartphone. Oh yeah, the smartphone. That was something Paddock uh, Dan wanted to put on there. And, I, I and don't know what, what that is, is or anything. I, I was looking. I was trying to get from like the you know I thought it was one of those things where you like try to get from the maze from the left side you go through and like without hitting the line and hit the other side. Mm-hmm. When I first got to it, like you know when you go to when you go to eat at like Friendly's they have yeah. the little kids menu thing. Right. You like try to get the little maze through. That's what I thought it was. Oh. <laughs> next one, we'll put like, that on there. We'll oh, put a maze on the next one. Look, there's a game on it. Yeah, there. there's a game. Okay, so there is some smartphone. Yeah, there's something, whatever that means. Code on there, but we don't know what it is. <laughs> I have a dumb phone because I'm the one answering it. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then the two songs that we did here during this program, uh, Clone, Day the Robot, and um, Kindred, Assembly. Kindred Assembly, are both off of that record. Yes, absolutely. And there's actually, like I said, there's a single for Cloned Out, which you just heard uh, on Dark Descent Records with some. Uh, B-sides that aren't on the record at all, and it's limited, and he's out of Colorado. You can find it, I'm sure, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then um, <clears throat> one of the listeners wanted to know what your opinion was on the Scion Fests, um, and uh, you and I talked off mic about that right. a little bit. Cause, um, free metal shows. Yeah, free metal shows. I tell you, it should all be. I'd go for it. we come out and sell our merch, make some money, and do it. If everybody else would do it, I'm all for it. But it seems like every time we try to do things like that and $5 shows, which I'm all for it, too, uh, the other end doesn't want to do it. The clubs aren't into it. Oh, we're not opening your doors for this. These people are, you know, these people you bring are lunkheads, and there's always going to be this and that, and I've got all this stuff and insurance, so it never happens. If these people can pull it off and there's bands that everybody wants to see, mm-hmm. more power to them. Music's about hearing, first and foremost. If you don't want to, you know, if you don't want anybody to hear your stuff for free or whatever, then stay in the basement and lock the door. <laughs> you know, I'm all for playing and having fun. If fun's about is what life's about. And music, you know, a lot of our music might be dark, and we might have left-hand, uh, you know, left. I call it left-handed forks in the road, where you know, all my stories always come out bad because that's kind of like in the back of my my happy mind. There's always like I see the the, the ugly side of life too. Mm. But it's about fun, and that we need more of that. I mean, I know everybody that's listening has probably been to shows where it's like forty-two dollars to see Saxon. What the you know? What the right. hell is going on? Or, right. You know, like some of these shows, I, I saw somebody was complaining online about something. I was like, you know, like that big Ford. Like, what, here's $3,000. Right. You know, just, and you might see them. <laughs> wait, we'll give you a pair of opera glasses. Yeah, that's stupid. I mean, yeah. those bands should be, you know, kicked in the, in the private areas for just even doing that kind of stuff. That's just totally what I'm, I'm just not about that. I mean, we get stuck once in a blue moon on something like that, and I feel awful. Mm. I really do. I mean, I've always said CD should be $10, shows should be $10 tops, and... And that's it. But, you know, it, I don't know. I go back and look at shows and my Kiss ticket from 1979, $7 to see Kiss. Now, what right. is it now? $170 to see right. Kiss? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, or if you want to do the VIP route. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can, like, you can pet Gene Simmons or something for 450 bucks. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Rage Paul Stanley's chest hair for three and a quarter. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go into the story, but I did. I did for a while have a bag of Mark Starachi from Crocus's chest hair. Oh, <laughs> you can ponder on that. He's got plenty of chest hair, though. <laughs> I'm sure he's not missing it at all. Yeah, that was that was a weird night. <laughs> weird. Crocus. Yeah. Mm. Um, are there any newer bands that you like? I love anybody doing things that they do for themselves and enjoying themselves and, you know, and just getting out there and, enjoy, and enjoying themselves. I mean, it comes down to that. Super Christ, we just played with them last week, and they were cool. Mm-hmm. The Lurking Corpses guys were really cool. you got some bands like Twisted Tower Dyer who've been beating the amps up for a while, are good friends of mine and stuff, and Jim plays with October 31, and Wild Heaven Wept as well, who's doing really good. Mm-hmm. Those are, you know, friends of mine and things like that. Outside of that, people I don't know and bands that are cool, you know. I have to hear it. I, I'm not really hearing much metal that's really, you know, kicking my butt anymore i mean a lot of stuff i get is just it's it's kind of like i don't want to say lost but that's the word i'm getting out of it it just doesn't do anything for me and it's not because i'm better anybody else or hurt at all or anything like that it just doesn't do it for me right uh zool's a good newer band that i like those guys out of chicago uh i'm just throwing stuff out there i can't i can't it's not coming to me right now what else uh you know a lot of bands been beating it up for a long time and just still doing it you know Mm -hmm. I, i if i hear it and i like it i'll tell you Awesome. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, a lot of these newer right. bands, I just don't hear them. I hear them for one night. They may open for us. They're cool. They give us a CD. They say, hey, it's nice playing with you guys. Thanks for the support and stuff like that. And I might take the CD home and say, yeah, these guys are cool. And that's the end of it. You right. know, if we make friendships and keep it going, we keep it going. Right. Yeah. 
Well, and that's, you know, and you've always been really active in the underground, and that's one of the things that you have to remain active in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love hearing, trust me, people say, oh, you hate everything. You hate everything, King Fowl. You hate everything. No, I don't. I I can make you a list (laughs) 100 yards long of bands I love, but, you know, I wish I loved everything. Stuff comes and I don't like it. I'm like, damn, this, you know, unfortunately, this doesn't do anything for me. Right. You know, I, I don't know. One of the things with me is hooks. I need hooks. I need a song there. People are afraid to write choruses. People are afraid to write catchy, memorable stuff. Either that or that's just not what anybody does anymore. I hear these songs on the radio. I'm like, God, this is terrible. Right. Like, if I hear something on the radio, like, say, for example, a Hooting the Blowfish, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is terrible, terrible. I mean, this has, like, got nothing going for it. Or Dave Matthews, that guy's a bazillionaire. Ooh. That's what he's doing? Yeah. I'm yeah. ready to die. <laughs> you know, it's, and, and music, and metal included, you know, I hear stuff like, oh, my God. Like I just heard the new Anthrax. I'm like, oh, my God almighty. Yeah, yeah. They lost me after Fistful of Metal. <laughs> right. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. You know, oh. I'd love for them all to do 15, 15 Fistfuls of Metal, but they didn't. <laughs> they decided, you know. Yeah, no, I had I had Carl Kennedy on a couple of oh, weeks yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, he all the rods. We talked a love lot about him, that. Love them, the old yeah. rods. Yeah, well, and Earned he... Earned by love, that's my track. And he produced Fistful of Metal. Oh, did, yeah, so right, we, he sure did. Yeah, he so produced we, a lot uh, of stuff back then. We were, guy. we were playing stuff off of that not that long yeah, ago. I and that, yeah. I hear people like, oh, God, Neil Sermon was just terrible. I'm like, oh, my, oh my God, God he was great. I love him. He was like, uh, Paul Stanley was like, higher range. Yeah, 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 and yeah, for sure. Right. So uh, my guest is King Fowley of Deceased, and Deceased has a couple shows coming up on Friday at the St. Vitus Bar in Brooklyn, this coming Friday the 7th, and then uh, the 8th in Kearney at the Irish American Club on uh, at 95 Kearney Avenue. And uh, so make sure you check out Deceased then. And um, the newest record is called Surreal Overdose. Yes, it is. You Go out and OD on it. Yeah. Don't OD on drugs. Don't yep. OD on anything else. On metal. And if you need to figure out how to get that record, you can send uh, King an email at kingdoomstone at yahoo.com. Correct. And uh, and you're playing, um, I, I guess October 31st is playing Defenders of the Old? Yes, Defenders of the Old. On November 6th, it's at the Sonar Bar, which where they have the Maryland Death Fest. Mm-hmm. It's on the middle stage in there. And we did it last year, as I was telling you off the air. Uh, we had Last year we had Blood Feast and Ares Kingdom played and Tyrant, the old Legions of the Dead crew. This year we've got Tension, which had an album called Breaking Point out in the 80s. Uh, they used to be known as Deuce. Uh, Marty Freeman used to play them, and his uh, Punky Meadows' brother, Timmy Meadows, played for them. Mm. They're going to be headlining this year. October 31 is going to play before them. We've also got Destructor and Midnight from Ohio playing. We've got the band Zool I mentioned. Oh, Midnight, right. Yeah. yeah love them. We've got Zool playing from Chicago, who does a new wave of British heavy metal style with some great songs and a really good singer. Mm-hmm. And we have Acid Queen opening up the show, which is a local band that does all new wave of British heavy metal songs from... See You in Hell, to Don't Need Your Money, to Tank, to Venom, with a girl singer. And it's going to be fun. Um, it's cheap. It's, I think it's 15 bucks for six bands. It's going to be um, all day Saturday, November 6th, and it's at the Sonar in Baltimore. It's all ages, and everybody's welcome to come on out. Very cool. That sounds like a lot. I want to dedicate that to He Wang, because he's a fantastic guy, and it's, it's his show, and I'm helping him out. Oh, great. He Wang, you're on Facebook. You look up He Wang, everybody. He's a great, uh, he's an Asian metalhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very neat. Okay. And, um, yeah, so the, uh, the next thing that you have uh, queued up in your playlist is by, uh, by Whiplash, by Jersey Band. Yes, the best thrash album ever made in the history of thrash for me, Power and Pain. Oh, is that, is, that's really what you, wow. That is my favorite thrash album ever. Unfortunately, they never topped it or came close, but that first record is perfection. It's got the great sound. It's in the pocket. The vocals are perfect. The leads are there. The energy, the songs, the cool cover, the great lyrics, it's all there. Mm, very cool. So that's what we're going to go to next. And uh, King is guest DJing, and we'll hear some whiplash right next. Stay tuned.
and some Voivod. The greatest. Yes, absolutely. metal. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, my listeners know that uh, that they will hear Voivod here every every yeah. week, and uh, and you brought it. Uh, always. Anybody who knows me knows Voivod's with me. Yeah. They're in my left pocket or my right pocket, but they're in one of them. <laughs> so is Killing Technology your favorite Voivod record? It is. Today it is. <laughs> like we were talking, today it is. That Warm Pain. Nothing Face, Angel Rat, I, all of them. The self-titled, love them all. Flying Cigars, what a track that is. I love it all. I got I got to say, Voivod just, it, I really just like to sit down and listen to them all in a row. Take mm. a whole day and just get lost in nuclear metal. Right. Yeah, That's what yeah. it's about. There's yeah. nothing bad for them, for me. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's just such a, yeah. When we have that the, the Voivod camaraderie, there's nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember when that came out and people were like, oh, you don't like the new Voivod, do you think? Singing now. I was like, come on, that's an incredible record. And I was like, go hide in a bush. <laughs> you know, like, I remember when Warren Payne, of course, Warren Payne came out with Voivod for me. When Warren Payne came out, I'd already been into him from the Condemned to the Gallows from Metal Massacre 5. Right. I also actually had rehearsals and demos from them, you know, back to the Morgoth Invasion tape. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I actually wrote the guys, and they got back to me, and I gave them my phone number. I used to call them, and we, me and me and Away used to talk all the time. He'd be watching The Price is Right, which used to come on up there when it came on out here. So we'd be talking about Holly, the the one girl, the model on there. Oh, Holly, you know, she's the best. You know, look at this. What do you think it is? You know, you know I think you overbid Away. I think you over, you know, I think you over. Oh and we talk about so Bob funny. Barker and stuff, but when, when, when you know, when they came down and played in New York, it was a first time meeting, and all along they thought that Decease was Decease with no D, just Decease. Oh wow! And they saw my check, and he said, "Oh, there's a D at the end." He goes, "Oh," and he goes, "You're gonna be mad at me when you see the Roar Thanks list." And then I saw it, it said King of Decease, no D at oh, the end. Funny. I was like, "Oh, that's great! This thing's classic. It's totally Voivod." And I remember Snake said, "Oh, I love uh, Decease. It's such a runchy band." Instead of runchy, called oh, it runchy. Runchy. So I would say, hey, "What's up, Mr. Runchy?" <laughs> Those guys are the greatest. Still the coolest guys. I've seen them 43 times now since Maryland Death Fest. It's 43 for me. Mm. i got to go another 57 at least. Oh, hell yeah. I'm hoping they, I'd am i love to go out and open for them and do a tour next year. Mm. Talk to Away about that. Yeah. We've never played with them. As I was saying, we were hoping to do a show in Buffalo later this year, but they, they postponed it. We've never played with them. The two times we were supposed to play with them, one time they canceled. The other time it was when they had the bus accident, so they canceled that tour too. Oh, right, yeah. So never played with them. Wow. Wow. Well, you will. You should. We should. I mean, you Absolutely. definitely We will should. at some point. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of a pairing that needs to be done. It'd be fun. Yeah. And then uh, and then before Forgotten in Space, we heard from uh, from Whiplash off of the Power and Pain record. Absolutely. Jersey. Was that Message in Blood? Yes. Fantastic thrash. I love it. Yeah. Jer- Who left Helter Skelter? Is there anything that you want the listeners to know or that you want to say to people? Because we're down to our last song. There anybody listening that took the time to listen, thanks for listening. Uh we're doing what we do, and uh, up the tombstones, and to each their own. We're going to smash the metal to the walls. I just wish everybody well. That's what I want to say. That's Everything awesome. else falls into place itself. The website, I do have a link up there on the uh, on the page, and it's uptotombstones.net. And if you want to try to, if you want to get the new deceased record straight from the horse's mouth, uh, <laughs> email King King Doomstone at yahoo.com. And uh, and King, I want to really thank you for appearing on this program. Oh, thank you! Um, and just for who you are for metal and for music, like your devotion to music in general, and for you know, you know, keeping it real is such a funny term. You know, it's like oh yeah, keeping it real, but you know, it's like your honest dedication is just it it comes through all the time. And you know, and it's a lot of work to put together to appear on this program. So even just for that, I want to thank you. And then just you know, for 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 bringing the music and turning people onto things and just for the joy of what you bring to this, you know, to this show and to all your other shows, you know, to your live stuff. And I can't wait to see you front the band. It'll be nuts. I thank you for all the kind words. Like I said before, it's all, we're all in this together. Nobody's above the other. We're all sitting at stair number five. Yes. (laughs) Nobody's at 10. Nobody's at one. We're all at five. Everybody enjoy yourself. Stay out of the deep end. I think that that's a cool thing. Yeah. And, uh, and so what's the the last song that you're, uh, that you're presenting today? My favorite heavy metal song of all time. Okay. Iron Maiden. Mm -hmm. Children of the Damned. All right. So that's what we're going to go. Everybody take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you, King. Thank you, Diane. All right. Stay tuned, folks.
And that wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you to Lita Martinez for editing the podcast and to Liz Berg for all the other background work. We are WFMU.